peace of our Lord be with you. Of all the mysteries of the Christian faith, few are more difficult to ponder than the one of which our choir just sang so beautifully. The mystery to which this now new Holy Week soon will take us. The mystery of what was happening when Jesus was dying on the cross. Of course, on one level, we know what was happening when Jesus was dying on the cross because we have read the four Gospels. We know that Jesus was crucified because he stood up for the wrong people often enough that he made the right people nervous enough that they killed him in an effort to silence him. To read the four Gospels is to know that on one level that is what was happening when Jesus was dying on the cross. That much is clear. But across the Christian centuries, most Christians have needed for more than that to be said about what was happening when Jesus was dying on the cross. More, especially, about how Jesus' death on the cross served as a sacrifice Jesus made to God on our behalf, paying the price for our sin so that God could save us from our sin a way of speaking about the cross which was most fully articulated by an 11th century thinker and theologian named Anselm of Canterbury who said that God could not forgive sin without compromising God's holiness unless God first received a perfect human sacrifice for sin. However, Anselm continued, because all people are flawed by sin, no perfect human sacrifice was available. Therefore, Anselm concluded, God had to send Jesus to live a perfect human life so that Jesus could satisfy God's requirement for a perfect 
human sacrifice so that God would then be free to forgive sin without compromising God's holiness. A way of thinking about the cross which became far and away the most influential way of talking about the cross in all of Christian history. All of which may be true and for which one can find support in Scripture, especially in places such as Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10, and 1 John chapter 2, verse 2. But some of which does raise deeply spiritual and very important questions. For one, is the idea that God cannot forgive sin unless blood is shed actually true about God or is it an idea which was carried over from the sacrificial system of Judaism into early Christianity and for another does it ring true to say that God would require a human sacrifice to satisfy God's need for a price to be paid for sin? When back in Deuteronomy chapter 18, God told the people of God that human sacrifice is itself a sin. In other words, while it may be true to 20 centuries of evolving Christian doctrine to speak about what happened at the cross as a sacrifice God had to receive so that God could forgive, is it true to the nature and character of God to speak in that way about what happened at the cross? I cannot speak for you, but I made it through the first half of my life without ever asking out loud any of those questions. I think they rolled around in my spirit, probably from childhood, but I made it through the first half of my life without ever asking any of them out loud. And then one day, about 30 years ago, just on an ordinary day, I had a small, quiet, Holy Spirit moment, a revelation, an epiphany. However one speaks of those moments, Holy Spirit openings, when it occurred to me that what we say about the cross needs to match what we believe about God, not the other way around. 
And ever since, it has been harder and harder for me to say that Jesus had to die so that God's offended honor could be satisfied. Instead, for many years now, when it comes to the cross, I've been content to say that when Jesus died on the cross, Jesus entered fully and completely into the worst of human suffering and sin. When Jesus climbed up onto his cross, Jesus climbed down into our lives, entering fully and completely into the worst of human suffering and brokenness, humiliation and shame, sorrow and sin, rejection and death. Embracing all persons and all pain of every time and place in an arms out wingspan as wide as the whole creation. What Paul described in the book of Colossians as the whole creation reconciled to God through the cross. That doesn't need to be the way you speak of the cross, but in order to be an honest person, I would need to say that that has become, for me, a way of speaking about the cross which seems true to the nature and character of God. Of course, according to today's epistle lesson from Philippians chapter 2, it actually isn't our job to solve the mystery of the cross. According to today's epistle lesson from Philippians chapter 2, our job is not to solve the mystery of the cross. It is to take the shape of the cross. To let the same cross-formed mind which was in Christ Jesus be in us. We, as cross-shaped in our living, as He, was cross-shaped in his dying. Cross-shaped 
as in simultaneously vertical and horizontal. Vertical with love for God and horizontal with love for others. The cross fit which for one day was a place for Jesus to die. Now for each day, a way for us to live. Loving God with all that is in us in an altogether vertical life of worship, righteousness, prayer, and truth. And loving all others in an altogether horizontal life of kindness and courage, compassion and gentleness Justice and empathy, welcome and grace. A life which is simultaneously up for God and out for others. Our lives as cross-shaped living as our Lord was cross-shaped dying which is actually what ultimately transforms our lives and changes the world. Not what we say about the cross as a place for Jesus to die, but what we do about the cross as a way for us to live. Amen.